Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, in the studio, halfway point of the week. So, game one, Blues avalanche last night. Blues get out to an early lead. Going to have a great second period. Tied up in the third. OT, and then... Avalanche win it. Eight minutes into the overtime, Colorado wins. And, Mike, the Blues were very, very fortunate to even be that close because Colorado outshot them 54-25 to for the game. That's 54 shots on goal, the 25 for the Blues. Jordan Bennington, the goalie, kept the Blues in that game. In the overtime period, think about this now, Colorado took 13 shots on goal in the overtime. St. Louis took none. 13 to nothing. Now, we talked last yesterday, as a matter of fact, about the differences in the two teams. St. Louis is big, physical. They're going to they're gonna hit and hit hard. The checking is going to be excellent for the Blues, but they're not as quick. And Colorado leads the National Hockey League in shots on goal. They took 54 shots on goal. Bennington saved 51. <laughs> the net saved a whole bunch of others. Now, I don't mean that to be facetious. The rim of the net and the post got hit so many times by Colorado, they had at least, or what would appear to me to be about five shots taken away from them by the net itself. These, it, <laughs> That's it. That's the breaks of the game right there. 3-2, to two, Avalanche win. Avalanche take a one-game-to-none lead. They'll play again tomorrow night. The Blues have to make some adjustment on defense to slow this team down. Now, how that's done, I must admit to you, I don't know. But it's going to take a... a Pretty strong effort and another great goalie job by Bennington to uh, keep the game close and to keep the Blues in it because they, the Colorado team takes a lot of shots. He's been doing well, um, and hopefully they can just catch up a little bit. Like I said, that's my biggest fear with the St. Louis Blues is they're just not as quick. And what, uh, if anything, has shown me what the, uh, the new face of hockey is. It's speed kills, and these teams that have won the Stanley Cup the last few years, man, they're quick in the avalanche is among the quickest in the league. So hopefully they can figure it out. But uh, we got one hell of a goalie that at least kept us in it yesterday. So hopefully uh, tomorrow we'll get some magic back. Speaking of magic, they got the NBA's number one uh, draft choice later in June, didn't they? They've had the number one in the past. You might remember a guy named Shaquille O'Neal. He was a number one pick by the Magic back in the early 1990s. White Howard was a number one pick a number of years ago. Well, they get the number one pick again because they only, they, well, they lost 60 of the 81 games they played this year. Orlando was not very good at all. They do get, they won the lottery, had a 14% chance of winning it along with the other teams, and the Magic got the lucky ping pong ball that came out of the lottery, and they get number one. It's interesting because the general manager of the Orlando Magic is John Hammond, who was Charlie Spoonhour's chief assistant coach up here back in the glory years of the late 1980s and very early 1990s. Matter of fact, many of us thought John would be the new coach when Spoon left. That wasn't the case. Instead, John went into the pros with the Milwaukee Bucks and the Detroit Pistons, and with the Bucks, when he was GM there, he drafted the Greek Freak. Guy has a really, really good eye for basketball. Who will they take as the number one pick? Well, there's the 6'10 kid from Duke who was there for one year, Paolo Banchero. He's a really, really solid player. Uh, probably will take some time to develop into an NBA player. He would be probably the logical choice to be the number one. But there's the seven-foot kid from Gonzaga who many saw, Chet Holmgren. Uh, problem with Chet, he's a terrific athlete, wonderful athlete. But he's seven foot, 194 pounds. 
194 against some height. of those behemoths oh, in the dude. NBA. He's going to get thrown oh, around goodness. like a rag doll in there. <laughs> he, he will be tossed up into the air and fed be, to the wolves. He's not like the timber wolves. He'd be like Ned playing a pickup gang on the street later on this afternoon. And we'll see what happens. Anyway, I do think Holmgren will get drafted by somebody. I doubt very much it's by the Magic. I think they'll go for the Banchero kid. But be that as it may, Orlando gets the number one pick. And we'll know who they pick uh, next month, that's for sure. Uh, last but not least, we've got a pretty big deal in our neighboring state of Oklahoma going on this weekend. If you're a golf enthusiast, you know anyone going over to Tulsa to watch I this do. thing? I know a lot of folks who are going down. Yeah. Moi is not one well, of them. Well, yeah. Yeah, I didn't think you'd make the drive for this. But, but it went so, what, two and a half hours? Yeah, not too bad. like that. But getting the tickets is the big deal. This is the PGA National. This is the second of the year's major tournaments. The third will be the U.S. Open in June in Brookline, Massachusetts. And the fourth will be the Open. That's the British Open at St. Andrews in Scotland. Well, Tiger Woods is going to play. He'll be teeing it up tomorrow. The match, the matches, and you can't call them that really because it is a tournament, mm-hmm. will tee off by this time tomorrow. They start at 7 o'clock uh, in Tulsa. They'll tee it off at Southern Hills. John Daly is in that first group, and then it's several guys who are not particularly big names. Tiger Woods. Everybody's looking at Tiger Woods. Wonderful Tiger Woods. And, and you have to admit, I'm not a big fan. I'm, I'm not supposed to be a fan. I'm neutral. I'm a reporter, supposedly. But the fact of the matter remains that uh, he gets the lion's share of the spotlight. He's the, he's the focal point of golf, maybe the most recognized golfer in the world. He will tee off at 11 minutes after 8 tomorrow. And what kind of a group do they put him in? How about Rory McIlroy and Jordan Spieth? And you think there'll be a few television cameras watching that? Yeah, that's the one for sure. Well, hey, let's 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 break that tradition right now. Did you say John Daly's in the first group teeing off at seven? At seven o'clock. That means he's drinking through the night. He ain't going to sleep. Hey, he, had, he had to wake up at seven. He ain't gonna wake up at no seven o'clock and go tee off. He's just gonna <laughs> drink through the night and go play golf the next day. So the Cardinals had a doubleheader against the Mets yesterday. Did they get both uh, dubs? Did not. Lost the first game by a score of 3-2. to two, Had a chance in the ninth inning. Had tying and lead runs on base and couldn't come through with a key hit. New York's a pretty good team. And uh, be- they beat the Cards' first game. Now, this is a consecutive doubleheader, and I love the concept because the second game's a half an hour later. That's one admission. Two games for the price of one. The way it was always done. Always. But time to change. Anyway, second game follows... And the Cardinals and Mets, and this time the Cardinals score a run in the ninth inning, and the Mets couldn't counter. Four to three was the final in this one. <laughs> they scored it on an infield hit. That doesn't happen very often. Anyway, that's part of the game. Pitching was uh, pretty good last night for both teams, but it's a split. They'll play again tonight at City Field and then again tomorrow afternoon. Now, the Royals and the Chicago White Sox also played a doubleheader up in Kansas City, only it was the more modern one. Day game, end of admission. Night game, second admission. I absolutely decry that. I think that's a highway robbery, but my point. It's my I wonder what opinion. the attendance numbers were. They were fair. They weren't they weren't great. Royals haven't been drawing very well. Really? They're they're hitting. Their offense has been dormant. Case in point, first game, White Sox win three nothing. Kansas City just can't seem to get the rhythm going. They're a better team than this. I really feel like they have the component parts to be a contending team somewhere along the line, not this year, but they're they're going to be a challenger. It just hasn't come together yet. Second game, Royals win it 2-1. to one. <laughs> They're not hitting the ball, but neither could Chicago. Chicago's also gotten off to a slow start. Anyway, you had a split, 
uh, in Kansas City and a split in New York, and the Missouri teams get one win apiece out of it. That's a wash. Uh, hopefully they can get some dubs uh, later on this week. Now, uh, speaking of dubs, did the Springfield Cardinals get one in Wichita? Had the lead 8-5, to five, lose the game 11-9. Oh the pitching for this team is not very good, uh, the, and I think the Springbirds will admit that. They need a lot of work. You have good offense, really good offense. When you have a Jordan Walker and a Moises Gomez hitting the ball for you, you're going to have pretty good scoring. And they did score, but 11-9 was the final score. Wichita wins serves. That's the AA Farm Club of the Minnesota Twins. Came away with the win. That's the first time they played this year. They'll play against six-game series, of course. So they play again tonight over in Wichita. It's uh, The Cardinals are going to get better. They will, but they've got to get some solid pitching. Uh, hopefully they can get there before it's too late because we are running out of time, especially in that season. All right, uh, NBA Finals. Boston Celtics were up by 14 points at one time in the game against the Miami Heat. I cannot believe they lost that game. Well, they don't have home court advantage. And the Miami Heat, pretty good. They have Jimmy Butler on the team, and Butler took control down the stretch. And Miami wins 118-107 to over the Celtics. So, again, this is going to be a long series, and I really feel the home court does make a difference in this one. Miami is not a tradition-oriented team. They've been there before, but the Boston Celtics have been there many, many times. Uh, This is a good Celtics team. They have Jason Tatum from St. Louis playing on their team. He's arguably the star of the ball club, but couldn't come through last night. Miami gets the first game win, 118-107. They'll play again tomorrow night. Western Conference game is tonight. That's Dallas and Golden State. I really feel like the scoreboard's going to blow up in this one because both of these teams are high-scoring yeah, ball clubs. Time. Interested to see what happens. It's a, that, that game tonight is going to be an interesting shootout between those two guys on each team that just can literally hit it from anywhere on that court. Well, you have Luka Doncic and yep. Stephen Curry, yep. and both are long-distance bombers. And they can hit it with their <laughs> eyes closed. It's like those old... Uh, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird commercial where they were playing horse against each other. These guys just do it professionally. Ned, you have a wonderful day. I'll see you tomorrow, man.